I'm trying to solve money problems. I'm trying to solve broke, the broke mentality, because all of this is a behavior problem. And as a community, there are certain things that we have accepted and they've become community habits. Good morning, guys, and welcome to a new episode of the show, The Reason You Are Broke. This is the show where we have a conversation about your money and your life. We have those conversations that are difficult to talk about. Today on the show, I just want to take a moment to appreciate you guys, everybody who has followed me or listened to any of my po- of my videos or watched them or shared anything that I have posted. I just want to take a moment to appreciate you guys and to thank you. I am because you are. I do the things I do because I believe that it's impacting some people. So if you've ever liked a post I've made, if you've ever shared any of my content, or if you've ever commented during a live video that I'm doing, I really want to thank you. And I want to take a moment to appreciate you all for that. Thank you so much. I featured on a podcast last week and that video was released and I did get a lot of support. It's on the You Can Be Anything podcast. It's a podcast that's hosted by a fellow Cameroonian lady. She's based in the USA. Her name is Solange. I featured on her podcast and we were talking about money and we were having this deep conversations about money and my drive and everything. And I did get a lot of positive feedback. A lot of you reached out to me on Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp and on Instagram. And I'm deeply touched by everything that you guys are saying. And I'm because of what you say, because of the feedback I'm getting, I'm even more motivated to keep doing this, to keep sharing information that is aimed at empowering our people so that we can have information about money and really know how money works so we can make it work for us. So today, what I want to do is I want to go ahead and share that video for anybody who hasn't yet had the the opportunity to watch it. I want to share that video today. Welcome to the You Can Be Anything podcast, a podcast dedicated to encouraging everyone who cares to listen, who cares to share an opportunity to share their stories on this journey of life with the rest of the world world. My name is Solange Che, and I am the founder and the host of this podcast. Today with me, I am excited to introduce to you somebody, the kind of person I have been trying to hunt down, the kind of person I've been trying to hunt down to talk about the things I know that many people do not want to talk about, the kind of person that I'm calling on you all to listen to, give a keen ear to, because what she's about to share with us today is the information that you will not find anywhere. You will not find anybody that understands you, that that will be able to talk to you about it. So today, I am honored to have Ida Azefo. Ida is an accountant. She's also a business owner, and she is a financial coach. Did you hear me right? Yes, she is a financial coach. What she does is help us understand our money because yes, we work every day, we toil day in, day out, just because we want to be able to make money. But what happens to this money when it gets into a bank account? How do we manage this money? How do we make sure that 
we are living a good life with what we earn. So today, I'm no expert to talk about money. That's why I'm <laughs> Ida here. So welcome to my platform, Ida. I am honored to have you. Thank you so much, Solange, for inviting me. I was so honored to hear you when you reached out to me and said, hey, Ida, I would like you to come on my show. And I was, I was so honored to do that because that's what I do. You host the podcast. I host the podcast. I host the YouTube show. But I'm glad to be here and I'm happy to take your questions and I'm happy to discuss money with everybody. Thank you so much for honoring my invitation. I appreciate it so much. And yes, you just heard that. Ida is also a podcaster. So as you're listening to me, we talk today, you will be able to find her. At the end of this, I will share information on where you can find Ida and pull out all this knowledge she has, right? You have somebody at your beck and call, talk to her, listen to her <laughs> podcast, and she will help you. So let's start this off like, okay, Ida, please, can you tell the audience, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Ida Azefor? First, I'm a mom. Second, I'm a wife. But with those two aside, I'm an accountant. I'm a business owner. I'm a financial coach, like you already mentioned. On a day-to-day basis, I do an accounting job. But in my spare time, in my me time, I teach people about money. So what I do mainly, I do personal taxes, I do corporate taxes. I could actually help you start up your business and all of that. I'm located in Canada. So if you have questions regarding your business, regarding should I incorporate, should I not incorporate and things like that, how much taxes should I be paying and those kind of things, those questions that for most people, it's not even a thought. You just know you have a tax bill that's gonna come at the end of the month and or you get a tax is gonna come out of your paycheck, for example, but you don't know how you can minimize those taxes, how you can pay the least amount of taxes legally possible. Those are things that I could help you to do in order to take more control of your money as well. So that's on the accounting side. On the financial coaching side, I do help people manage their money. Because we make money, we earn a lot of money, we, but we're living paycheck to paycheck, a lot of people. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck and they're just sick and tired of being broke and they have no idea how to do different. I got into financial coaching to answer those questions for people, to educate people, and that's what we're doing here today. Awesome, that's right. That is why we're here today. And so you heard her. So what we're talking about today is relevant, not only for the people who live in Canada, because Ida is based in Canada, it's relevant, financial coaching is relevant to everyone around the world, whether in the US, in the UK, back home, yes, we all earn money, so long as you're doing a job and earning some, maybe for the people back home, the credit part of it will not be very relevant to you, but yes, yes talking about your money and how you manage it is something that we all need irrespective of where, of where you are in the world. So thank you so much again, Ada. Let's come into this, right? We're talking about all these big names. I love money, but I don't know how to manage money. Please tell the audience, tell us, why did you decide to get into financial coaching? What was your drive? I got into financial coaching, really the main thing was because on a personal side, given that my background is in accounting, I was actually making a lot of mistakes myself. I was broke, my husband and I, we broke, meaning that you, you get a lot of money, you earn a lot of money, a good income, but 
at the end of the month, you don't see it. It's gone. It comes in by direct deposit and it's gone, automatic payment. By the time you look at your bank account, you're like, where did my money go? So those were questions we're asking ourselves. And I said, but if with my background, we're still having these issues. What about the people who don't even know? What about the people who don't even have an idea of how money should work or where they could look for, for answers to their questions? So just in talking to a few people, first of all, I had questions myself that I wanted to answer. So I got into researching. And in doing research, I got into a lot of books and I saw information in there that I didn't know. It made sense that a lot of people didn't know it. So I wanted to find an outlet. I wanted to find a way to get information across to our people because I know for a fact that a lot of people don't know. And in the community in which we live also right now, it's so common to have debt. It's so common to have a credit card and carry a balance forever and ever. And you have no idea how much of your money is actually going to interest and how much of your money is just going, you know, those kind of things. So I got into financial coaching to answer the question of where does my money go? And in answering my question of where does my money go, I'm answering that question for a lot of other people. And I'm helping a lot of people to figure out how to manage their money better and what they can be doing to make sure that they have money to take care of themselves, take care of the things that they want to take care of and the things that they, first, the things you need to take care of, but also the things you want. Because that's the reason we work, right? You go out, you do a job, you do all those kind of things. Because at the end of the day, you want to live a good life. But you can't live a good life if you don't have money. That's so true. That is so true. Your drive is awesome because, yes, it's for people like me, or people who, yes, we go out, we want to work all the money in the world, we want to have a good salary, but what happens to the money at the end of the month? Yeah. It's like, I'm just living from paycheck to paycheck, even after all the, I feel and I think that, hey, girl, you're making enough money, right? So, yes, that is a good drive. I appreciate you for telling us about that. And in the course of this journey, I know that money is something that is very sensitive. Money is things that is something that some people don't feel comfortable talking about, right? What has been the biggest challenge so far, especially within our community? What are some of the challenges that have hit you in the face? The biggest challenge is just realizing that people don't want to talk about money. <laughs> Think of a person who's sick and they don't want to go to the doctor. How does a doctor help them, <laughs> right? The biggest challenge is the fact that people don't want to talk about money. And I can't blame them because it seems like a taboo topic coming from our background. Your parents never talk to you about money. Yes, they would pay school fees. Yes, they would take care of groceries and things like that. But you would never have the conversation, any conversation about money. How does money really work? How much money do you make? And things like that. Nobody, nobody wants to talk about those things. So there is that shame. There is that, there is that fear around the conversation of money. And that's the thing that I'm finding. A lot of people are very timid. Pouring out information and you're dishing out stuff and you're saying things that people find relevant. They still find it hard to raise their hands and say, hey, that was relevant information to me. Tell me more. That's the biggest challenge I've seen so far in our community. Yes, I agree with you. I was just chatting with my younger sister the other day and I was trying to understand from her. I was just trying to prick her mind, right? I was like, hey, why do you think people don't like to talk about how much they make? It's very hard. 
um, if you ask somebody that kind of a question, they find it very invasive. And she said she understands that she herself, she will not do that. She, If somebody walked up to her and asked her, hey, what do you do? And she says, hey, okay, I'm a scrum master. And you ask her how much she makes, she's going to be like, what? Why are you asking me that question? <laughs> <laughs> so, her, 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 what she explained was that people, some people don't just want their privacy out there. And sometimes some people don't trust um, who they're talking to. So I was trying to explain to her that, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but I also believe that people who are in your place either have some level of confidentiality with people's information. Right? I understand that because yes. she, what she said was, what? okay, so when you, you want me to tell somebody how much I make by the time you know the whole Cameroonian community is talking about how much you make. So yes. I was trying to make her understand that I believe that um, because of um, the kind of things you talk about, it's information that people are sensitive about. It's just like the, how do we call it, the PP, how do we call it, PPI, personal information, something like that. That kind of information is, I think it's the same. So there is some level of confidentiality with what you do, what people like you do. So yes, I think um, people need to understand that and it might help break some of the challenges you're facing in our community if they know that they are talking to you and their information is safe. Some of them don't just know that. That is true. Um, it's there's a level of there's a huge level of confidentiality and, and I have to act in your best interest. And that, those are the things that people need to understand. When you're talking to a professional, you're not just going to the person back door who does your taxes because they've learned the software and didn't know how to put numbers in the software. You're talking to a professional, a person who is an accountant. Yep. They are bound by a certain, by rules, you know? So when you talk to me about your income, I can't go talk about it to anybody else. They don't know that. Is that simple? Is that simple? <laughs> and the other thing to which which I think people are, uh, are scared of talking about the money is because you know how we have this habit of, um, we don't have good boundaries. That's the word I'm trying to use. So I, I think some people have that fear that if somebody knows how much money I make, they will start banking on my money. They will start thinking that when they have a problem, I'm the person they're gonna want to, to go and ask for money. But it's not because somebody comes to you to ask for money that it means you have to give it to them. You need to have your own boundaries. You need to know what it is you're willing to to part, what it is you're willing to, to encourage, what it is you're willing to help. And you should know how to say no and be okay with saying no. If you have a certain level, yeah, sorry, go ahead. What you just said is something that we say it so easily, but the real real life is so hard. My but friends ask me that. Say, Ida, how, how do you say no to somebody? It's a simple sentence. No, it's a full sentence. <laughs> if you want to, sorry, it takes a lot more. I know, I know. And the resistance that I've heard really in regards to that is that the person who's saying no to you is feeling bad. Okay, let me say it this way a friend comes to you and asks you for money because they need to take care of something, whatever thing, right? You one, your friend knows how much you make. And two, you know how much your friends make, your friend makes. So in your mind, you're like, okay, I make so much money than this person. I should probably 
be helping this person because if I don't, it's like I'm letting my friend down and all whatnot. But take a step back. Do you have the money? Do you know if you have the money? Yes, you make 100,000, maybe you make 200,000. How much are you sending to your student loans, to your car, to this, to that, to that? What's left at the end of the month? Do you have the money to give somebody? No. If you, if you have your numbers down, if you have a budget and you know exactly where your money is going, you're able to tell the person from a place of love, not from a place of, I don't want to help you, but from a place of love, knowing that, you know what, I don't have it. That's how you can say no to a person because you know deep down that you're being honest with you know. You're not just saying no for the sake of saying no. Yep, you really don't have it, but it's just so hard for people to say they don't have it. So that because you're trying to keep up appearances or because they're shy of saying no or because of what? That's, That's why you need, oh, you're trying to keep up appearances. Yep. Okay, it, it's true, very true. And it's a habit we need to break. It's one of those habits that we need to break. It's one of those things that are keeping us broke. If you don't have the money, you don't have it. But because you don't want to say you don't have it, you turn around and give it to the person and then guess what you're doing? All your expenses go on a credit card. And every single month you're paying 19 to 24% on what you owe. You're paying that to your credit card. Is the bank ever going to pay you that kind of money? Is the bank ever going to pay you that kind of interest on the money that they're holding for you? So if you don't know how money works, if you don't have boundaries, if you don't have a solid foundation, financial foundation, you're never going to make it. We're going to stay broke, girl. No. <laughs> no matter how hard we work, breaking your brain, your body, day in, day out, and you're still broke. Yeah. Oh, come on. And tell us, let's talk about this. What is one thing that you wish to accomplish through financial coaching in another way what kind of problems are you trying to solve in this line of business i'm trying to solve money problems i'm trying to solve broke the broke mentality the broke being broke because all of this is a behavior problem and as a community there are certain things that we have accepted and they've become community habits. And there doesn't seem to be a way to break it because it's so okay for everybody to do it. Like everybody's doing it, I can do it and things like that. My whole purpose of doing this financial coaching is to get us to a place where one, we're okay talking about money. Two, we know how money works so that we can make it work for us. And when we start doing things like that, then we get from where we are right now, which is the bottom. We get to a place where we can build a community that's such a solid community, such a solid, like from your family, it, go, it starts from your family, taking care of your own family, and then it, it snowballs into the community and it snowballs. And everybody, this country we live in, you in America, I'm in Canada, it's up there. Africa is under there. Why? It's the people that make up the country. If you don't have, if you don't know how to manage your money, if you don't know how to make money work for you, you're always going to be working for money and you're never going to get ahead. So my whole goal in doing financial coaching is to solve this problem of broke, to solve this problem of money so that we can, as a community, do better. We can, as a community, get to a place where 
we want to be. That is that is some journey you're on. That's a <laughs> that's some journey you're on. I'm gonna start the journey. journey. Well, maybe right now maybe I'm very hard. <laughs> maybe I'm a lone soldier in the, in the in the thing right now. But very soon there's gonna be an army, and then there's gonna be more and more people building on and building on. Right now, you and I were using headphones. We're using computers. We're, we didn't have to make the computer. Somebody made those, and now we're using it to do other things. So if we can set a foundation, others can take that and build on top of it. But if that foundation is not set, we're going to stay right there. Yeah, this is awesome. And the truth is, either you do not just wake up one day and know all the things you know, right? No. Yes, you have your degrees in accounting, you said, right? Yes. Yeah, you have your degrees in accounting. Yes. Accounting did not teach you money either. No, no, no. Accounting, school does not teach you money. The one thing school teaches you is how to get a job. Damn. That's the one thing school teaches you. School doesn't teach you anything about how money works. Yes. Which means, which takes me to the next thing. You must have done something extra to have the knowledge you have. And that, oh, that is yes. the thing I want you to talk about now. Tell us, what are some of the resources? What, what do you listen to? What do you read? What have you done? How did you get all of this knowledge? Okay. I have invested a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of resources into self-development. The thing that got me started on a personal journey, like I said, was because we were, we were kind of living paycheck to paycheck as well, like most people. So I started looking for information and the information I was looking for was not, which book should I be reading? Because you don't even know what question to ask, right? But you have deep down, you have in your mind, I make too much money, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, I'm too broke. Like I make too much money to be this broke. Yep. What am I doing wrong? What are other people doing? I started to look at people who have made it. I read Warren Buffett's book. And I'm looking at the titan of th this guy. He started off like you and me. He wasn't born into riches. He wasn't born into riches. He was born into an average family. I think it's from a family of three. He's a middle child or so. He has two sisters. He was born into an average family. And just the kind of things he was interested in from small. Because what I was looking at was who, is, who are the people who have made it? When I see those people, what did they do to make it? <laughs> and journey. it came back. Yes, what was their journey? So I read this book on Warren Buffett. It's the Snowball Warren Buffett and the Business of Life. That's the name of the book. It's by a lady called Alice. That's one of the books I read. And I'm looking at the guy's life, the, the things he did, and the way he did them. And what are the habits that he kind of formed in doing all of those things? Right. I read his book. And then the book that actually got me started on my personal journey is a book by Dave Ramsey. It's called The Total Money Makeover. He, in the book, he, he explained this whole broke thing and how you live paycheck to paycheck. You make too much money. You need to snap out of it. You need to start doing something different. Like he, he explains a whole process. So I read it and it really, I've never read a book like that. 
well, I hadn't even read too many books. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Because <laughs> book reading is one of those things that we do in our community. So I hadn't read too many books. Um, but his book really resonated with me and it and it opened up my mind. And he said, okay. I didn't know that I didn't know this information. That's the worst part. Yes, that's the worst part. You don't know what you don't know. So I'm like, okay, this is good stuff. What else is out there? And I started reading every single month. I read at least a book. Now you beat every me. single you, month. You beat, you beat me with that. I read, but not that much. <laughs> <laughs> the key is to find what works for you. Yes. It's hard for me to get a physical book and read because as a mom, you know how challenging it is. You, you don't have time to do lots of things. You're just looking for time to sleep. So you find something that works with your lifestyle. For me, it's audiobooks. So when I'm driving to work or from work, I'm always with an audiobook. That's what I listen to in the car or podcast. Yeah. yeah, so that's the time I take to read. So in, I think this year alone, I've already read 13 books and we're just halfway through the year. So, yeah. You're so. Because there is information out there, it's in books. There's this joke, the running joke. If you want to hide something from an African, put it in a book. I'm going to find it. I, it, it. Sometimes I doubt that's only African because even in this community I'm living in today, in the society I'm living in today, not many people read. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. So, yeah. So those are the things. So it's the Warren Buffett book, it's the Dave Ramsey book. And then the more I read, the more I saw things that I didn't know. And I'm saying, okay, what else is out there that I don't know? Right. So I read now, in reading Ramsey's book, he, I, I realized that we need to set some boundaries. In order to achieve this goal, you need to set some boundaries. How do you set boundaries? I picked up a book on boundaries. It's the, the book is called Boundaries. It's by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. I read the book. I'm like, okay, this is good stuff. What else is out there? Habits, atomic habits. I picked that up. I read it. And then it keeps getting better and better because every single book you read, in, in that book, it recommends other books. Yeah. It kind of makes reference to it. So it could be explaining a title. It could be explaining something. And then it mentions another one. So I usually dig from there and I kind of find the next one to read. So that's how I got into reading. And now it's a habit I don't even, I don't even know how to stop. I just have to read. If I'm not reading, it's like something is missing in my day. It is a good habit. You just, you really pick a good habit, girl. Yeah, and it's intentional. It doesn't just come to you. You have to, you have to. This is something I found out about in reading one of, in reading the books. This is something I found out. Your brain is a sponge. And it absorbs what you, what's around it. It absorbs all of that. And the other thing about the brain too, it's, it's going to produce thoughts for you. But if you want your brain to produce good thoughts, you need to tell it to produce good thoughts. Feed it good stuff. Feed it good stuff, exactly. You need to feed it good stuff so you can produce those things. And an example I like to give is, think about when you want to buy a car. When you're planning to buy a car, you start thinking about the mark of the car. Say you want to buy a Toyota, um, whatever. A Let me just. It could be a Porsche. Because okay, let's say you want to buy a Porsche because now you're so rich <laughs> and you want to. <laughs> yeah. Let's say you want to buy a Porsche, right? Yeah. Um, you kind of narrow down 
which one you want. You, you know the exact model of the one that you want to buy. And what you do is you start researching, you start looking online to see what it is, you see the reviews, you see the pros and the cons of everything. You are taking something you want and you're feeding it to your subconscious. When you're out of your house and you're driving, guess what you start seeing? All the Porsche cars in town. Exactly. <laughs> That's, That's what, what you start to see. Yeah, yes. it happened to me. But at that time, I paid no attention to it. But then when I'm trying to look at it in a different way, it starts to make sense. Is it because now all of a sudden people have started buying Porsches? No. Your brain is now seeing what you've told it to see. It's helping you find those things. So it's not like the information is hiding. It's there. You need to tell your brain to find it. And how you tell your brain to find it, it's intentional. It doesn't just happen. If you sit and you don't give your brain something to find, it will find something. But it's going to find the negative things. Tell me this, Ida. You know what? This car example you've just used. When I moved to, and <clears throat> sorry, I now live in Tennessee, right? When I moved to Nashville, the Franklin area, I was like, I asked my brother-in-law, is it that the people around here are so rich? Why do I see Porsche? This part, like for real, why so many of these cars? <laughs> and what you just said now resonates really well because I always say that the moment I become so financially stable, I think um, I love cars. And if I want to treat myself to a car, I will buy a Porsche car, right? That's what I always say. And the moment I moved here from California, I did not see this many Porsche cars in, um, in California. It's not. The moment yeah. I moved here, it felt like, what? Everybody in this neighborhood owns one? So <laughs> it, it's the mind. Thank you for yeah. bringing that up. That is awesome. Because again, we leave these things every day and we just don't know, we don't take enough time to put the thoughts in it. I've never thought in it in the way you just mentioned it. But you mm -hmm. see, these are things that we experience every day in life and we just don't have enough time or we don't give ourselves enough time to think and kind of um, understand what is happening to us. Yes. Yeah. Having read all what you have read so far and what you're still reading, please tell us about the three. Let's talk about three. You must have a ton, considering that you've read 13 books already and we're just what in august <laughs> yeah. yeah you'll probably be at 26 or more yeah please tell us about um three just let's just talk about three people that you three people that have been influential to you especially on this journey of being a financial coach the three main people number one was dave ramsey because he was the one who got the idea into my head from his book Right. Number two is Robert Kiyosaki. The rich dad, poor dad guy. Okay. You would have seen rich dad, poor yeah, dad I everywhere. I, I read that book. And the third one, it's Grant Cardone, 10X. So those are the three people. But if I go back to, to uh, Robert Kiyosaki's book, in that book, he made me realize that in our community, we value so much education as in formal education, yeah. degrees and all of that. Those are the things we value. But those things only teach you how to have a job. Those things teach you nothing about money. So don't be happy about your PhD and all whatnot. It's good to have those things, but don't stop there. Don't stop there. You need... Um, money education which is not taught in school 
And those are things you need to teach yourself. And the good thing is there are tools to help you with that. There are books and all of that, and there are people to help you with that. Yeah, I was actually, I came across Grant, Grant Cardone on um, Clubhouse. I think I heard, I was in one of the rooms on Clubhouse, and I heard him talking there, and I just, I clicked on it, and I followed him on Instagram. I, yeah, right, that's how I came to know about him. I've seen mm-hmm. ads of him, but I do not really know what he did or what he does. Um, it was by listening to him in one of the rooms on Clubhouse, and I was like, oh, this guy talks, he, he talks some sense. So. Yeah, he's in sales sales training. So when you think about sales training, the first person that comes to mind is Grant Cardone. That was a goal he had. He wanted to be the one. When you think about sales training, you should think about you should match it to Grant Cardone. And he, he succeeded in doing that. He His book already... Is- Sorry? Does he, does he do real estate? Yes, yes, he does real estate. He does real estate. But the first thing, the thing he used to build his whole career was sales training. Okay. Yeah. Sales training, yeah. So it's that one, and the, his book I read is 10X. And I'm, I'm still going. There's so many more I'm going to read. I'm, I just have them there in my wish list. And every single month, I just put one. Last one, I said, no, you know what? I finished my book too early. Because at the start of the year, I said I was going to read a book a month. I said I was going to read a book a month, but it's August and I'm at 13 and I finished the book for June, for June too early, <laughs> the book for June too early. And I had to read podcasts because I've put myself on a budget for books, right? I have how much I want to spend on books every single month. June, I finished my book early. I stayed on podcast the rest of the month. July, I finished my book early. I stayed on podcast. August, I said, you know what? No, three books. I'm going to switch something I wanted to buy. Take that out. I need my three books because I, I cannot be bored in the car. I need to be feeding my brain with something. So. <laughs> you see, that makes sense. That habit of reading, it is good. Yeah. We depend a lot on education. We depend a lot on what we were taught in UB and what we were taught in SAC, in LOT, in Lisey. Yeah. We just think that, yes, life is all about that. We depend a lot on what we learned at Montgomery College or Stanford or wherever. But the truth is that to become to take away that mentality of brokenness, of money and stuff, we don't get taught those things in school. These are yeah. things that, this is where self-education comes in. I always tell people, I am a self-educator. If I were to be doing what I learned in school, I will be lecturing somewhere. I will be a linguist. I will be researching on languages. That is what I did for my whole life. Like, I, you know how long we go to school? I went to school yeah. I was, what? 28 years till 30. I was still in school. Not I had not earned a dime. I was still in school learning. And ask me, what are you doing with all of this knowledge? All the linguistics, the phonetics, the morphology, syntax that is in my head. What am I doing? Yes, those things will come up now because I am in IT and I could use some of my syntax knowledge when I do artificial intelligence, right? I could yeah. see some of those things. And when I do natural language processing, when I get into things like that, it might help me, but that is not what puts money in my account either. It is yeah. So yes, thank you for talking about this. I appreciate it because I always want people who come here and talk to people about making it in life that idea of you can be anything right it doesn't depend on what you studied in school it doesn't depend on that at all it depends on what you want to become and you put it in that effort and say hey this is Ida. she is an accountant she started learning about financial coaching 
and she's been reading all of these books. She listens to podcasts. She reads all these many books that I don't know about because she is feeding her brain. That is what we need to know. We need to put in the work. That yeah. is my main point. We don't just see that it comes. No. Thank you so much for sharing that. Tell me about your little motivation. What motivates you? What makes you wake up in the morning and say, hey, another day, life begins. I wrote down my personal goals. When you write down your goals, I wrote down my goals, right? Five years ago, what I want to be doing in five years. On what I'll be doing, what I want to be doing in 10 years. And then I haven't gone like all the way, but I know when I when my 10-year goals hit, I know what I want to do beyond that. And the thing with goal setting is don't just set a goal that you, you can attain. Set a goal that is a little bit out of your reach. That stretch, that's what pushes me. When I get up in the morning and say, oh, wow, it's another day. Okay, what should I be doing today? In 10 years, I need to be doing this. So what should I do today to make sure that that goal is going to be met? Those are the things I do. So I think last night you and I were chatting back and forth, and <laughs> it was midnight. And I was still sitting there, and I was doing some stuff. And today I'm up at 6 o'clock. And somebody's going to say, Ida, you, you're always, you're everywhere. Yes, I'm everywhere. You don't know what my goal is. My goal, that goal, that's what motivates me. That's what makes me to do the things I'm doing today. Setting a goal. Yeah. That is, that is, besides, when we were talking last night, I was struggling to finish my puzzle. My view puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> and if it did not, I was there till like 12.30. And the truth is that that's how my brain works, even at work. If I have something that I cannot figure out, it keeps me awake. And that is what a puzzle does to me. If I cannot find a way to put that one piece, I don't rest. So it's just the way my brain works. So that's what I did last night when I was chatting. So I know that. And I know that um, we've talked about our community, right? Mm -hmm. We live in a community that is characterized by a lot of myths. There are a lot of things that people believe in. People think that because it was like this 30 years ago, it is still the same thing today. What is one of those myths, right, um, about your industry, about financial coaching? What is something in this area of life that you would like to debunk on this call today? Well, one thing which is very relevant to our community is about retirement. We grew up in a community where the young ones take care of the old ones in their old age. Yeah. And that's okay, given where we come from. Our parents did their best. They did everything they had. And they took, they took out some loans even to send us to school to make sure that we could get that education. They did their best with what they had. We are not doing our best with what we have. We right now, right now we're at a place where we're thinking that when we retire, our kids are going to be the ones to take care of us. Where are we? We're not in Cameroon. We're in the diaspora. Yeah. How expensive was life 
I'm, I've been here 12, 10, 11, 12, I don't know, 12 years now, I think. How expensive was life at that time? How expensive is it now? It's gone up. How much more expensive do you think it would be when our kids are adults? Right now, we're able to send a few hundred dollars every month to our parents, and that's okay for them. They're back home. It's okay to take care of them. When you retire, do you plan to retire in Africa or do you plan to retire here? Do you have plans for when you retire, right? Do you have financial plans to take care of yourself when you retire? Or is your plan, my kids are going to take care of me? We're not doing the best with what we have, and we're not even thinking about that. So I want people to think about investing in themselves. I want people to get intentional with their money. Don't just depend on my kids are going to take care of me. Because even if your kids are as generous as one and they give you $1,000 a month, for example, but you're living here, and $1,000 a month even cover your, your rent, in old age and do you think your kids are going to have so much money that they will be so happy to give you $1,000 every single month can you send $1,000 to a person every single month you can't right so as a community we're thinking the government is going to take care of us <clears throat> our kids are going to take care of us we need to stop another myth that we we need to debunk Another thing we need to stop is this pursuit of a high credit score. Yes, it's good to have a credit score. A good credit score is going to help you to get more loans, get more debt. And maybe in the U.S. there's so many other things that you would need a high credit score for. But one thing about a credit score is you don't need to stay in debt in order to have a credit score. You need to be somehow using using debt, right? So if you have a mortgage, it's still reporting on your credit. But if you, with your credit card, if you use your credit card in a way which is like a debit card, my preference is actually don't even use credit cards. But if you must, because you're trying to build a credit score, my preference is to use it like a debit card. What does that mean? You're putting those transactions that you have to pay anyway, hydro, hydro so electricity, um, your phone, your internet, and things like that, those subscriptions that you know you're going to pay anyway, you put those on the credit card. And then you have a particular day when you, say you make all of them to pass on your credit card on the 15th of the month. 16th, pay everything. So you've used the credit card as a tool just to get your score, but you're not using it because you want, you need debt or any of that. This pursuit of a high credit score, mighty credit score, it's making people to justify their bad behavior. It's making people to justify why they need 10 credit cards. No, you don't. You don't need all of that. Those are, those are some of the things that we need to get rid of. The other thing which I need to mention is the get rich quick scheme. We would see like a million different get rich quick schemes. They're going to tell you, just do this, just join this multi-level marketing or just join this, you don't do anything, we're gonna do everything for you and you will get rich quick. Hey, there is no get rich quick scheme. There is no, you don't get rich quick. If you get rich quick, the people who have seen get rich quick, for example, the people who won lotteries, they lost it all, most of them. Most of them ended up losing it all because they had not built 
the foundation that was needed to handle that kind of money. Money, yeah. So you want to get rich quick, you will lose it quick. Most people, you would lose it quick. If you get rich quick, figure out a way to build the foundation that you hadn't built. But it's kind of hard because when you already have the money and then you're trying to build the foundation in it, you're kind of nouveau rich. This is what we use. You don't want, you're kind of arrogant. You don't want to hear anything from anybody, but you have to start with the foundation. So house is built from the foundation. And if you want to build a really, really toy skyscraper, you have to go deeper and deeper. Yeah. It's the same thing with you. You need your foundation. And the deeper your foundations are, the more unshakable you are. Wow. This is this is awesome. Like those are things that we hear every day. These are things that we talk about every day. This are I still I I will not tell you. I'm a victim. I have seen one of those clicks. Hey, click here, and we tell you you just need to do this, do this. I, yeah, I'll tell you. I've clicked on some of those things. <laughs> so, I've even paid money. So yes. Yeah, so some of them they'll tell you that hey, pay ninety seven. So if you pay ninety seven dollars, we send you these things. All you need to do is fill. I have been a victim, so I will not sit here and. Are you got some money for them? <laughs> but they took my money and went away. I never got even a dime. So I said, lost money in trying trying to make money easy. So yeah, yeah. So stop trying to make easy money. <laughs> the people who are up there, look at Warren Buffett, look at Jeff Bezos. They started from nothing, and the build up. You want to get rich quick. You want to be a Warren Buffett without developing the mindset no, of Buffett. It doesn't happen. I try. It didn't work for me though. So if you're trying the same thing, no, I'm just telling you that it doesn't work. So I want to hear people <laughs> who it work. Let them let them come and <laughs> comment here and tell us it worked for me and tell me how you did it. Okay, I would like to know too. <laughs> yeah, so that's nice. And uh, and yes. This uh, thank you, Ida, for clearing some of these things because we hear them, we talk about them, but we just brush it on the side. But these are very important things that we need to really consider, right? And now, okay, let's go ahead and talk about um, the services you offer. You know all of these things. You read all of these books. You have built a brand for yourself. It is a brand that is growing and is going to grow really huge. You have built that foundation that other people are going to stem out of. And that is our goal, to make sure that we reach out to as many people as possible to make them understand that this money talking business, we need to, it needs to happen more and more. Either you cannot reach the whole community. So we yeah. need people who will get inspiration from you. Somebody that can be, that is willing to like, hey, you know, I followed this girl. She talks about these things. I shared a video. I'm like, hey, listen to what she has to say. And that is how we are going to get our tentacles out there and reach out yeah. to people and talk to them. So please tell us once, I know you've mentioned briefly, just give us a little recap on the services you offer. So on the financial coaching side, I do private one-on-one -on -one coaching and I do group coaching. In the private coaching, what I do is I sit with you, we do a video call like this. I sit with you and we, I understand your situation. You explain to me wh where you're trying to go. And then together we're going to look at where you are and what are the things you need to do in order to get to that place. It, it's different for every single person because no two people really have the same goals. It might be similar. At the end of the day, everybody's trying to, is looking for happiness and love and fulfillment. Everybody's looking for those things. But what that means in, to different people, it's different. So 
person, it might just be, I want to retire by the time I'm 50. For somebody, it might be, I want to own real estate. For some, it's different. What are your long-term goals and why do you want to do those things? It's very important yeah. to have a why. When you have that why and then we, we work from your what. You have your we yeah. work on the what and the how. Those are things that I do in private coaching. In, in group sessions, I motivate people, I inspire people, and I encourage people there to, to look at certain, certain group habits and certain things that it's le less personalized in a group setting because I can't, a lot of people are not open, right? You, you wouldn't want to talk about your income, how much debt you have and things like that. But we do those on one-on-one. -on -one. In the group session, it's less, it's less um, personal that way. But in the private session, we talk about everything. You tell me how much debt you have, how much income you make and things like that. I do a spreadsheet for you, which is a debt snowball. It's showing you how much debt you need, to, how much money you need to be paying on which debt and how soon you're going to get out of there. And we look at ways within your personal lifestyle where you can save money, where you can find some more money within your stuff in order to attain this goal faster. Your goal yeah. first goal being to get out of debt so you can get to a place where you can start building. And in that process, you're creating that foundation that you need. You're learning how to set boundaries. You're learning how to budget. You're learning how to be disciplined and to stay motivated and things like that. So those are things I do in the, in the financial coaching side. Uh, I, I have, I know I mentioned already, I do have a podcast. It's called The Reason You're Broke. Right now it's on Spotify. It's probably going to go on other platforms soon, but it's on Spotify right now. But I also do a YouTube show. It's a YouTube and Facebook show every other week. So next Saturday I'm going to be doing one. Every other week I do that live. And within that I'm answering questions and talking to people. Again, it's still very not personal because it's, it's a live thing, right? But there you can definitely ask a few questions that are relevant to either the episode or just another thing which I could talk about within within that. But what I'm doing is really just getting information out there. So hopefully people can start to realize the things they don't know and start to know what to look for, what to ask and where to go. You don't have to come to me. I wish you would come to me. But if you can just get that information, the more important thing is to get the message out there so that you as an individual can start to take action for yourself because it's your right, it's your duty, it's your obligation to you, to your family, and to the world. Yeah, that's so true. Awesome. Thank you. So we all here, we've all heard what she offers and how to get to her. And again, please um, listen to her podcast. Please come again with the name, The Reason You're Broke. The that's Reason the You're the Broke. Yes. yes. So, well, please find that podcast and listen to it. As she said, it's already on Spotify. So you can find it on Spotify at the moment. Subsequently, we'll get onto other platforms, but that's where she's sure you can find it on now. So and yes, YouTube definitely. And oh yeah, and and YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Those ones are those are your already existing ones. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Tell me one thing that if you were in my shoe, if you were the host here, and what what is one thing that you would have asked that you think I have not asked you? What is one question that you think that I I could have asked you but I haven't? Um. Life insurance. Oh, that one. Okay. Life insurance, yes. Mm -hmm. So life insurance is one of those things that I've noticed is not a common practice in our community. Back in Cameroon, nobody even bought it. I know the time that people came to sell me life insurance. I was like, isn't that one of those policies that you sell so that I can die 
and have mm-hmm. money. Right. How do I use money when I'm dead? So <laughs> it's one of those things that I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But life insurance is something which is very important. And who needs it, essentially? If you, if you have people that depend on you financially, you need life insurance. Some people go around buying life insurance for their children. Children don't need any kind of life insurance. Who depends on them? If they die, it's a tragedy and all of that. But at the same time, financially, who are they impacted? You would need and all of that. And those are things you can save up for. But for yourself, you probably have a mortgage. You probably have you you probably have a mortgage, and you probably have children. So if you if you have people depending on you, like I said, that would be your children. That would be your spouse. Not because yeah. they're not working, but just because they're your spouse. If yeah. you're gone, if you're gone, and they would have to deal with the grief of that loss, it's gonna affect them. Also financially, because at that point, they're probably not going to be able to go to work. You don't want to put them in a position where they have to go back to work right away because they have to pay the bills. You want to love your family enough to have life insurance so that whenever when you eventually exit, exit this world, there's money there to take care of the people that depended on you financially, your children, your spouse, and whoever it is you're taking care of. Oh, that's a really, that's an important, that's a really good one. I know there was a time that I got involved with life insurance. I just could not keep up. But one thing I know for sure is that it is very important. My goal was to make people understand that we need this thing because somebody will say, huh, I'm not paying life insurance. Pay life insurance with you. You depress them, I die. People say that, right? But they forget to know that we insure our houses, we insure our cars. What about insuring your own life, right? Especially if you are somebody, just as you explained, somebody that people depend on, if you have dependents, and why don't you ensure your life? I think it's some, I think it's something that's really important, but it's mm-hmm. still pretty challenging to crack in our community. And yes, I appreciate you for bringing it up. I know people, another um, place that people find difficulty is like, hey, I work and my work gives me life insurance. If my work gives me life insurance, do I need to get a private one? That is some kind of, um, that was one of the challenges I felt when I started talking to, uh, when I started talking, when I talked to people about life insurance, they're like, hey, I already have one at work. I don't need another one. It was When you leave that job, it's gone. They don't, yeah, they're, they're like, no, but what is going to happen to me? So it, so at the moment I'm there, if it's, I bet you either. Have you tried to sell life insurance before? No, I haven't. And I don't I, know I, to have, <laughs> I have, I have. And so, you know, the kind of thing you hear about and you talk about it with so much passion. So my passion was in flames. Like I was burning in passion, like, hey, this is good. And I feel like I was too passionate about it. And if you didn't listen to me, it pissed me out. So I decided to stop. It was not taking me anywhere. Because I think I the approach has to be the, yeah. the approach has to be more for the person not to think that you're trying to sell them something, but for the person yeah. to to understand why they need it. Need it, yeah. Yes, yeah. you have life insurance or work. When you leave that work, you you're gonna lose it. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to stay at a job just because you're trying to protect your life insurance there. You sure. wanna have options. So yeah. if you want to do a career move, you're not thinking about the strings that you have to pull in order to, to make that career move. You want to put yourself. That's the whole purpose of this financial thing, of this financial security. You want to yeah. put yourself in the position where you can start to do the things you love. 
Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for bringing Adam. And again, you, you just spoke about a lot of the blue. I was like, oh, yeah, I have tried life <laughs> insurance before. So, yes, thank you again. And again, um, I was, was going to talk about where, where our listeners can find you online. I know you have mentioned, but please, can you just give a recap on where can people find you online? I see we talked about Facebook, um, which goes under your, your same name, like um, um, Ida Azefo Financial Coaching. Yes. on Facebook, likewise on YouTube, and your website is www.idaazefo.com. Yes. That's correct, yeah. Yes. So we And now with the podcast, and you can also find her on Spotify. Um, if you put it up in a few couple of days, you'll be able to find her on Apple Podcasts and all of the if it's on Spotify. So, yes, we're going to be listening to you. I watch you on YouTube talk. I put you, and I'm like, hey, this girl is talking sense, and that's how I got to meet you. And that's how I was like, hey, I know her, but I do not know that this is what she does. And yes. it just kept pushing me and pushing me. And thank you so much for um, accepting this and doing this with me. The goal here is for us to be able to reach out to as many people as possible, making people to understand that, yes, in this life we are here to work, we are on this journey of becoming our best versions. But at the same time, there are little things that we need to pay attention to. For example, today, pay attention to your money. Pay attention to your money. It's not enough to earn the money. It is also very important to know how to manage that money. So thank you so much for bringing that up. And again, you don't leave my podcast without throwing out some information out there, right? Please get into my shoes, talk to my people, give them some motivation, say something that you know it's going to reach out to that one person. And again, my goal every podcast episode is to reach out to one person. This is not relevant for everyone, but I know that there is that one person out there that needs to hear what you have to tell them in this one minute slot. Come on, Ida, spill it. <laughs> <laughs> You work too hard to be living paycheck to paycheck. You work too hard to be living broke. You work too hard to have to always struggle to make ends meet. I want you to know that you can do it. You've got what it takes to create the life you love. You've got what it takes to create the life you deserve, but it's not gonna happen if you don't do anything. Try something. Try it and fail. At least you know that one way it's not gonna work. But if you're sitting and doing nothing, you have no idea what what could or what couldn't work. You know, and deep down in you, every single person you're watching, you have a special talent that if you didn't have to worry about money, you have a special talent that you can cultivate. That's your God-given purpose. You need to do something about it. Because if you don't, if you don't explore that talent and use it and create something. You're always gonna be feeling an emptiness within you because deep down you know that you can be doing something. There's something in you that you wanna do, but because you have to go to work or because you have to make a living, you're not living. You understand? So get up and do something Take control of your life, take control of your money, do something and change yourself today, change your future today so that down the road you can turn back and look at yourself and say, wow, that was a good decision I made. I'm happy I did that. 
right now I'm not where I want to be, but I'm at a better place than I was at a few years ago. And I'm only going to get better from here. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much, Ida. The truth is you don't even know how much I appreciate you coming to talk about things like this. As I told you when I, when I reached out to you, I have had my own financial mishaps. I have had some financial, I've made some really, really bad financial decisions. And I know it's not just me. I didn't know. So there are people out there, there's a lot of you listening to us today that have probably made or are making such bad decisions, just like the one I made two years ago. Please do not hesitate to talk about it, right? Follow either. Again, she has just mentioned, you can listen to her on her podcast, join her on her live shows. I don't know how she does those live shows because that's really hard for me. <laughs> you can join her on her live shows on YouTube. See, she hosts her live shows on YouTube. Aida as there for financial coaching. Find her on there, follow her, ask her the questions, reach out to her, consult with her. She is a coach, right? What, what help? What use is it for you to make all that money and you cannot really sit and comfortably say, oh man, I beat brokenness, right? Yeah. We stay broke. We work, we earn all the money, but we are still broke. So you want to talk to people like her. You want to consult with people like her to help you understand your money. Again, it is a very important step you want to take. And Ida, I thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to prick your brain on this podcast episode. I look forward to talking to you again in the future on maybe some other specific money topics. And yeah, you, I know you handle those topics in your podcast, but again, it doesn't hurt to bring you on here and reach out to the yeah. people. <laughs> Let's We're going to make an effort to reach out to as many people as possible. I appreciate you so much. And I thank you for making our time this early Saturday morning to talk to me. I appreciate it so much. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. It was an honor. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And until next time, it's been your host, Ida, and this is the reason you're broke.